Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sports Podcasting. This is Tony Rice. I'm very excited, Tony Rice, because we are on the cusp of Super Bowl Sunday. We've been building up to it all season long and it's going to be a thriller. Cannot wait to unpack it. And we're doing just that alongside the head coach of the Hertfordshire Cheetahs under-16s team, the erudite scholar of the game of American football, Phil McGovern. Good evening, Phil. How are you? Hi, Tony. Doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Hey, doing really, really well. Very excited for Super Bowl Sunday. So many different uh, aspects to unpack. But first things first, uh, interesting one. You called the Tampa Bay game on the money. And their D was supreme, wasn't it? As you predicted. And we don't need more of the same. Mahomes and the Chiefs, though, got there too. And it's set up, isn't it? I mean, goodness me. We're talking vintage versus young gunslinger. So much to unpack there. But first and foremost, let's start off with that Tampa ditty because you called it dead on the money. JPP and his buddies decimated and they're going to need to bring their A game on Sunday, aren't they? Yeah, that's really, I think that's really going to be the way that the, the, the Buccaneers win this game is by getting to Patrick Mahomes and disrupting him and then also being able to disrupt um, Hill and Kelsey. I, you know, he, they're going to have to basically double Tyreek Hill the entire game. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to put a corner probably on Travis Kelsey, which is going to leave another wide receiver open. It's, you know, the, as I said last time I was on, the, the Chiefs running game is not their strength. It's obviously going to be through the air with Patrick Mahomes, but they're going to bring pressure. Um, the Buccaneers defense is quick. They hit hard. They're young, um, but they, and, and, and they do have some excellent coaches. It's going to be really down to that matchup, the Bucks defense against the Chiefs offense. Danger, though, isn't there, of bringing all-out pressure on Mahomes. Um, not necessarily uh, a Lamar Jackson in his running play, but his, elus- his elusive qualities and his abilities to uh, make things happen under pressure with those weapons are outstanding. So how will the uh, Tampa Bay manage that? The need to bring the heat versus the danger that that could be counterproductive? Well, I don't think they're going to blitz. It's not going to be all out blitz. They're going to have to get pressure up front with a four-man front, I think. Um, What they're going to do is I think they're going to go around the outside because, you know, for not, you know, totally, you know, versed fans of American football – the American football has you know, the quarterback stands behind an offensive line. The offensive line is made up of five players, the center, the two guards, and the two tackles. Both starting tackles are out for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so they're going to have replacements on the outside edges of the offensive line, which means that I think what will happen is Tampa Bay will come and pressure from the outside. I mean, that, that has the the – benefit of keeping Mahomes in the middle of the field instead of you know letting him get to the outside if they're coming hard on the outside then he will be contained into the middle of the pocket and just like Lamar Jackson and, and if you'd asked me you know back when the Ravens were playing um 
the bills, they, I would say when you get one of these young nifty quarterbacks and turn them into a pure pocket passer, they're not nearly as, as explosive. And so even if they don't get the pressure and like get him on the ground or, you know, you know, get, you know, in his face, they will contain him into the middle of the field and that will make it harder for him to basically be the magic, you know, to extend the play, to get outside and find, you know, one of his always open receivers. So it's going to be a combination of that pressure outside and JPP is a great edge rusher. Um, and then, if what happens is what if the Chiefs then have to double on the outside, so those guards will swing out to have to double on, on the outside to give the outside tackles help, more pressure is going to come up the middle, and that's when the people will get down on the ground. So Barrett, I believe his name is, is, is that the name of the, the, the other guy that got the, the sacks um, against uh, on on um, Green Bay, he's going to get up the middle. He is a strong up the middle. And I know it's not Barrett. Barrett, I, I just, you know, today is the fourth anniversary of the best game of Super Bowl history, in my opinion, the, the Patriots comeback. And so I was watching the hit highlights. Barrett is the guy that got after Brady in that game. But anyway, the guy that came up the middle, you know, comes up the middle. So it'd be JPP around the outside and the, this other guy coming up the center to put pressure on Mahomes, keep him contained, but then also get it down on the ground. The big three for this t- uh, Tampa, B- uh, Tampa Bay D. You mentioned JPP there, who's uh, really hitting his straps. Uh, Devin White's had a real under-the-radar stellar season. And Levante David also looking real strong as well. So they've got a core there that's going to be devastating. Uh, excited for that. However, you use the word momentarily there in context, referring to Mahomes of magic. And he is capable of just that. Already in this remarkably young career, he has achieved the highest QB rating in history. He is the first QB aged 25 or younger to get to back-to-back Super Bowls. He is supreme. And there are very, very good reasons he's racked up those facts and is the league's poster boy. And let's be fair. Gets paid the big dollar accordingly. Mm. I think, uh, you know, last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, we talked, it was uh, three weeks ago now, I guess. It was two weeks ago. Um, we talked about the, um, the, the, the weapons that, that a player has, because we talked about Philip Rivers and the, 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 the weapons. Patrick Mahomes, while individually greatly skilled, has a plethora of weapons that he can throw to. Tyreek Hill is, you know, he's, his nickname uh, is the Cheetah. That's his Instagram handle, I believe. Is the other, and he is just so fast. I mean, obviously, being, you know, being the head coach of the Hartford Cheetahs youth team, I, we figure we should go for that. But I've, I've made no, no, no uh, bones about it. I'm not a Chiefs fan. So, um, but he is something to watch. He is quick. He's elusive. Um, and then with Travis Kelsey, their tight end, who – I have a lot of respect for is a, he's a, he's a baller. He gets out there he plays and he's, he is going to be something that the chief, the Buccaneers are going to need to handle. Do you know what? I mean, it's one of the trends in the league, isn't it? Over the last sort of 10, 15 years, the evolution of the tight end, um, you know, was it um, uh, Tony Gonzalez, another chief, 
maybe the pioneer of the almost uh, wide receiver, giant wide receiver with great hands style performer. And Kelsey is very much in that model. Being a 49er, as you know, I'm always going to argue that Kettle remains the league's premier tight end, irrespective. Yeah. Um, Kelsey is a dynamite. <laughs> However, I want to talk about another expat, Brady's uh, longtime compatriot in Rob Gronkowski. What a character, number one. But number two, he has uh, been more of a blocking tight end in now the latter end of his career. Obviously, retired, come back. I've got to feel him. Got a sneaky feeling. I love your take on this. For a one-off Super Bowl game, uh, he would just love nothing better than reminding everybody, yeah, Kelsey, you're rather good, but I'm Hall of Fame for a reason. I got a feeling that Gronk's going to be a different maker in this game. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a significant factor um, in the, uh, the, the play. I mean, not, you know, he has always been known, I mean, regardless of his pass catching capabilities and his, you know, his, uh, his resistance to being tackled, Rob Gronkowski has always been a, um, fantastic run blocker. Um, and that's going to be a significant, uh, a significant point. I am not necessarily sure he's going to break one that, you know, it's going to be the play. I, I, I sort of think he's just done. Um, I, I, I am not, I like Rob and he did great things for the Patriots, but I think this, the injuries have just gotten too much and he came back. I think he had lost some strengths and I don't think he's the same player he was before. He doesn't have that breakaway speed out of a guy that's what, six, seven or something like that. Um, Anyway, anyway, I, I, I have disagreed with you at one point, though. Tony Gonzalez was not the, the, the beginning of the big pass-catching tight ends. If we want to talk history, we have to talk about Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow, you know, out of the Chargers, he is considered you know, one of the best tight ends. And, of all. You know what? If we are going there, what about Shannon Sharp in that mold as well, I guess, from the, from the, uh, the Broncos? Yeah. yeah, but I think he, he is after, after Winslow as well. I think it went Winslow Sharp. Tony Gonzalez was sort of a contemporary of Shannon Sharp, and then there was a bit of a gap, and then it became, you know, it was the the, the Rob Gronkowski. I mean, Aaron Hernandez, as as misguided as he was, was and fantastic when they had both of those two and Randy Moss. I mean, that was just incredible. Um, but then, right now, it is the age of of George Kittle and and um, Kelsey. The, the 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 offensive style has definitely changed over the last. 10, 15 years to feature more of that big man catching the ball over the middle of the field. Obviously, the Chiefs are bidding for repeat. I'm sure you have fond memories of the last time a team went back-to-back Super Bowl wins. It was back 2003-2004 season. It was the Pats. Only nine teams all-time talking history have achieved that. So it just goes to show just how challenging uh, that would be. And also, what a tick in the potential next dynasty box it would be should the Kansas Chiefs uh, City Chiefs achieve it it's going to be challenging we'll keep on discussing the various matchups but just again based on those historical precedents uh, give us a take of the I guess the weight of history against the likelihood of repeating well the the, the repeating is so unusual because the NFL has done a fantastic job of establishing a system of parity. Um, 
the the one thing out of all of professional sports I think is unique about football is the actual strength of the draft picks. Normally, if you look at the other American sports, very, very few of them feature a brand new right out of university player making a major impact at the professional level. Um, it, it's it's really unusual that that happens. I mean, in the, you know, in the Premier League, a young player comes along, but really he goes to the team with the most money. It's not really, he goes, you don't get a pick that you have to, you choose. And so with the, the worst team always getting the first pick, it establishes a system of parity. And over, over the years, that's really uh, uh, gotten to be where, um, it's really played out and me meant that it's been very hard to create the dynasty. Um, and you compound and so that, that with salary cap. And yep. once again, it comes back to the points we were making vis-a-vis uh, -vis Mr. Belichick and his unreal achievements. But just quickly, because I think you made some fantastic points here. Uh, I feel as though we could talk about it forever today. There's still loads of Super Bowl chat I'd want to unpack. <laughs> However, I really want to get briefly your, your, your slant on this because it's one of the most compelling parts of American football that I've really fallen in love with over the years. And it is this draft element. As you rightly say, essentially, the team with the worst record in the league gets the choice of the best player out of college across the, uh, you know, the college universe. Or they can choose to trade for that privilege. Either way, they get the chance to kind of really focus in and make that rebuild process. What I just find stunning about this is, again, it builds towards that parity, which, we, which is uh, one of the league's unique selling points. But in what is... Um, the poster of capitalistic model America, it is an incredibly communistic kind of equalizing mode. I find that really fascinating. I just love briefly, and I'm sure we could talk about it till the cows come up home, your, your understanding and your appreciation accordingly for this uh, fascinating way of constantly ensuring that the league is always evolving towards a state of some kind of equilibrium and fairness? Well, I mean, I, I, I think it might have to do somewhat with the, the, the NFL being a relatively young sport in the U.S. You know, the U.S. has got a, a history of professional sports like, like many other countries do. And, but it, it's widely, it, it's been dominated through the early 1900s by baseball. Um, and baseball, and then secondarily to that, basketball. Football did not really become, American football didn't become a sport of any note in the, America, in the United States until the 50s and then into the 60s when the NFL was founded. You know, I'm basically as old as the NFL myself. I mean, this is Super Bowl 56, isn't it? Is it okay, LV, isn't it? 55. 55. So I am as old. I am 55. So this, I'm as old as the Super Bowl. So, you know, you think about that, it's, it's not really that old. I think they took a lot of lessons from other sports and other leagues and saw what worked and what didn't work. I think it's been set up from the very beginning to really keep that parity because they saw what happens in Major League Baseball is, you know, the, you know, the, the team with the most money often wins. That's why the Yankees have won so much, frankly. 
you know, it's, it's not, it's not as even as it has been. Um, and so I think they, they went in and designed a league that has a lot of, you know, I wouldn't go as far as call it communistic, but at least I'd say it definitely evens the field out and the, the you know, they, they've modified it with the salary cap. That's not a very old invention in, in the NFL. So it's just been something that it is built and designed to be, you know, parody. Defying those odds, though, an instrumental part of the last team uh, to uh, repeat your Pats and indeed bona fide, one of the greatest dynasties, all sports, all time, uh, is, of course, Tom Brady playing in his 10th Super Bowl, bidding for his seventh ring. I know you're a massive appreciator of Tom Brady. Again, it just shows his spirit because I'm sure you can recall not that many weeks and months ago in a game, I believe, against Chicago, where perhaps the old vet lost count of the downs. He was being pilloried in the media. There was talk of a bit of a disconnect with him and Bruce Arians. And through it all, the old boy's back. And as we always say, as you rightly pointed out, called it dead correct, back against Brady at your peril, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much you want to count my things. I did you know, predict the Bills would beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, I don't know if you predicted. But I think if you're a fan of American football, you have to appreciate Tom Brady. You may love him. You may hate him. And a lot of people do hate him because it, it is easy to hate success if you're, he's not playing for you. But you've got to respect him. I mean, he is, you know, he came into the league um, – you know, he's not a, a tremendous physical specimen. You're not, you know, he's not going to ever outrun somebody. He's never going to outthrow somebody. I mean, when we were it's, talking uh, drafts, I think he was like a seventh rounder, right? Around 173rd, I believe, in the draft. So, yeah, all these players were picked ahead of somebody who almost everybody agrees is the greatest player of all time. Um, he is... He, you got to respect him and never, and I just said, never count him out. He's shown a propensity throughout his career to remain calm in the most stressful situations. He's, if, if you were to pick, I think even if you hate, hate him, if you were to pick a, a, a quarterback who you want when there's two minutes to go and you need to drive for a score, everybody regardless of whether you think joe montana is better than him you are picking tom brady to lead that drive you can never count him out i mean even you know four years ago when the you know, atlanta was up 28 3 um it was you know they said they you, you could even hear there's a clip of the falcon saying but they still have brady you know you can never count out tom brady he works so hard and he's so prepared and at age 43 his body is you know every 43 would envy the physical shape that he's in um every 43 year old so he is a one of the fiercest competitors he's so prepared and he is ready to come out he's gonna he thinks he's playing till he's 50 but it's he's never going to give up and he you can never count out tom brady it's just one thing you can never count out him can't count him out Absolutely. Again, going for his seventh uh, Super Bowl crown is amazing. I don't know if you know, because I'm not 100% sure, what is going to be the status of Raymond James Stadium in terms of fans? 
because uh, obviously we were mindful of the COVID era. Uh, I heard a whisper that there was going to be some crowd of uh, presence, and I believe they were going to do something to have um, work, uh, healthcare workers and essential workers' uh, presence and prevalence. Do you have any idea, roughly, how many, if any, uh, fans will be present at the Raymond James Stadium? No, Center? no, I don't know. I mean, you know, you, the reason you're bringing this up is I don't think everyone knows is this is the first time a team has played a Super Bowl in their home stadium. So the Super Bowl normally is chosen to be a warm weather stadium in a neutral position, sort of like you know, the Olympics. I mean, the Olympics varies from location to location. So they pick a stadium that's in a, you know, that, that, that's unlikely to be a weather issue, and they pick one, you know, well in advance, several years in advance, that they know it's going to be a stadium. So this year, it happens to be in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is the, 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 the they're um, playing in the home stadium. I think there'll be some crowd. I don't know how much it is. I don't think that matters a single lick to Tom Brady. Um, how much, you know, he's, you know, he puts those blinders on and all he sees is that, you know, 100 yards of green in front of him. He does not hear, doesn't get distracted by the crowd. He just, that's not an issue. The only interesting thing about the stadium is that the Buccaneers, it being their home stadium, you know, the Buccaneers, of course, means a pirate, and they've actually got this big pirate ship that's, uh, you know, on the, 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 one of the end zones. And whenever the Buccaneers score, they light off the cannons and big, big celebrations like, you know, go us. And that, I know that they've been told they can't do that this year. So it's going to be interesting. So it will be their home stadium and will be, you know, they'll be sleeping in their you know, beds they know and a locker room they know and a sideline they know. But it won't be the same experience as a home game quite. And of course, the Super Bowl is unique, and that's why we love it. Uh, Phil, I'm really excited to get your take as um, your perspective there as the head coach of the Cheetahs under 16s, uh, a man who understands the, the vital role of coaching. Here we've got two uh, doyens of the game Andy Reid versus Bruce Arians. Reid, head coach of the bidding to repeat. Uh, Chiefs versus Bruce Arians of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 131 years combined age. That is the oldest in Super Bowl history of two coaches coming at it. But they are setting that aside. It's irrelevant. Two offensive-minded coaches colliding. Just in terms of brute coaching, who do you give the edge to? Oh, God, that's a tough question. I actually, you know, you bring up their age. I was actually surprised to find out that Bruce Arians is the oldest head coach of the coach of Super Bowl. I would have sworn that was Bill Belichick, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Overall, I think that Bruce Arians is a tremendous coach, but I think he tends to clash a bit with his players. I don't think he is the unified leader where everyone gets behind. Um, there have been stories like that about, through, about his career. And I think a lot of the challenges that you know, Brady may have had in, early in this year were settling in and finding the relationship that you know, he, you know, with his head coach. I think I've got to give the nod to Andy, to, sorry, to Andy Reid. Um, he is uh, uh, a calming presence on the side. You know, he's not that one of these fiery coaches, and I have a lot of respect, and I've talked before about how I model myself 
after being that calm you know you, you've got to be the, the 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 stable presence so there's so much chaos the players are experiencing all these highs and lows and being that rock i think is a really important aspect of coaching as being this head coach specifically so you know the chiefs have a great oc in our enemy you know everyone everyone is thinking that he's going to be one of the next head coaches um picked and people are going oh he should have been picked this year but the rules say you can't pick a coach when he's actively still coaching so he, you know he wasn't able to be a coach but he's got a tremendous uh, offensive coordinator and so even though he is offensive minded he's got the the the, the coordinator position um there that also is tremendously skilled so i have to give the coaching balance to the chief uh, the chiefs Good shout. I'm inclined to agree with you there. Uh, what I really love about Andy Reid, though, as well, is because people do have short memories. They forget, obviously, he did great things with Philadelphia, but always the uh, black mark was that they you know, fell short, either at championship round or in uh, a few Super Bowls. Um, and irrespective through all of that, as you say, taking on that kind of calm persona, what I love about Andy Reid is that he's never lost the belief in going for it and he gets criticized from sometimes it doesn't work uh, but he's got the strength of character and at the moment the weaponry within the team that it seems to pay off more than not but like i say people forget that there weren't ever question marks about his caliber but they did, on a qu occasion, question his decision making when it when these big moments were up in the air. And the fact that he's kind of got through that, I find fascinating. But again, there's a weird thing that these things do twist. I wonder if, again, in the tight game, if there's going to be a moment where all the eyes are on Andy Reid to make a judgment call and just how telling that might be. It's hypothetical, I know, but uh, yeah, just your take briefly on that. You mean like you know, throwing the ball and on second and one from the one yard line when you've got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield? Yeah, I'd say something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> uh, best decision Pete Carroll ever made. Um, the I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's unusual, you know, in football the the impact that a coach has on on the impact of the game because most sports that that the English are used to the coach has a minor if best impact i mean you know how much does does you know a a coach on the side on a manager affect the outcome of a premier league game i mean yes he's in charge of substitutions he's but it's not really the scheme because it flows and same with rugby same with yeah, most any of the other sports um yeah with the football with it being so called from the sideline it's like you go in and you do exactly this and they designed it and they coached it it is it is a sport where a single coach's decision can you know make or break the game you know and but I think sometimes that it's it, it's hard to second guess the coaches I mean we can look back to last week with the Packers where they decided to kick that field goal instead of going for it and then fourth and one um, for the fourth and goal from the I think it was from the four yard line or something like that you know did that change the game it's like no what it, i don't think it necessarily did i mean it did in the end and they, they lost but it made it so the 
their defense should have picked it up. I mean, the, he had the, what the, the coach did said, I have faith in your defense. You will go and get that ball back. You know, so I know we can win this game and this is the best strategy to win this game, but I have faith in a later decision. It's very rare that you see the, the, um, a decision like the one that Pete Carroll made in that Super Bowl affecting the outcome of the game so significantly. You know, they have to happen in the last you know, five seconds, more or less. And, and I don't think Andy Reid is going to, to fall to that level. I think he's too smart for that. He may go for it on a fourth down with you know, five minutes left that it doesn't work. But I think, you know, he's just saying, I've got a great defense. I'm going to do that. I don't think the Chiefs have a great defense, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. Let's bring that up now. Uh, as you say, this, they, they, there can be no debate about the offensive weapons. And we've spoken about the uh, defensive prowess that Tampa Bay boasts. In terms of the uh, D of uh, Kansas City, and if they are hoping to repeat, they will have to step up because, my goodness me, Brady, as you've discussed, is still putting up big numbers, knows this offense now, and it's not as if he's devoid of weapons with Mike Evans and Godwin and a whole heap of others. From what you've seen, I'm getting the feeling that if it comes down to it, in what I suspect will be a gunslinging affair, that Kansas City's Chiefs, uh, Kansas City Chiefs D, in your opinion, won't, won't, won't may be find, found wanting. Uh, if that's mm. the case, Phil, just briefly explain precisely why. Um, basically, because you can't really name a Chiefs defender. They have no big names. They've got no one that's going to single-handedly change the game. Um, I was thinking about this, you know, you know, in thinking about my, my talking to you this evening, I was thinking about a way to sum up how this game is going to work. And I think it's going to be the Buccaneers good, very good offense against the so-so Kansas city defense and the chiefs outstanding offense against a reasonably good Tampa Bay defense. And the number one thing that people always say about Super Bowls is defense wins Super Bowls. And I think when it comes down to it, it's just the defense on Tampa Bay is stronger than the defense on Kansas City. And I think that Tom Brady is smart enough to be able to take advantage of the opportunities they, they give him to the, to the uh, level that it will come down. It will, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, but as I said two weeks ago, you cannot count out Tom Brady. I think it's going to come down to a crucial mistake. Patrick Mahomes tries to squeeze in something where he shouldn't squeeze it in. He gets picked or he gets, you know, gets blocked. You know, it gets a crucial third down he needs to make. Doesn't make it. And he's forced to do something he otherwise wouldn't. Tom Brady rarely, he does make those mistakes, but not as often. Um, I just think that the Kansas City defense isn't as fast. They aren't as individually skilled. They are well coached. They have, obviously, they're top end athletes, but they're not, as a unit, something that a team should fear. And Tom Brady is, if we know nothing else about Tom Brady, he knows how to take advantage of a defense. And that goes You're back to when. some compelling points. And I, I, I've been uh, shilly shelling back and forth in my own head all week 
um, since we know this was going to be the, uh, the game. I'm going to come back in a moment to uh, final predictions, although I think there's no doubt uh, which way you've, uh, you've, you've lent, and I cannot fault that at all. My question to you is this. In what we suspect will be uh, a close one, just given the sheer array of talent on display, how crucial could be winning the coin toss and maybe having the ball uh, last versus, uh, you know, not, not, you know, receiving first? And as always, you know, this better than most, we've spoken offense, we've documented defense, but special teams. Those two things, quickly, what would, what's your thought on just in this most probably close affair? choice on to coin toss options and of course special teams just briefly your thoughts on those two interesting and not often focused in upon factors um i don't think the coin toss makes a lick of difference you know i i i accept yeah, it's it's it, it, the only time it makes a difference is in overtime really more than anything else i don't think the the game the day the, makes the, the, during the game makes a difference because a drive could last you know, 30 seconds or it could last eight minutes. You never know how long a drive is going to last. And so you, you, you can't really schedule for the end of the game based upon the coin toss at the beginning. Um, special teams. I, I have to be honest. I don't know a lot about the special teams of either, of either club. Um, you know, it's not my forte of, 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 of football interest. Um, the thing I do know is that, the uh, if the Buccaneers need to punt, they need to punt to most likely Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill is, as I said before, he is a amazing, um, amazing athlete. And the speed that he possesses, that could that very well could make the difference. Is the field position that 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 the Chiefs get off of the punts from? Um, the, the Buccaneers. So when they have to turn the ball, ball back over, they, the Chiefs may end up starting on the 30, 40 yard line versus, and you know, should be playing with a 60 yard field versus the Buccaneers starting with an 80 yard field. You know, so that field position battle may be something that um, might need to watch in favor of the Chiefs because of the strength of their return game. But we are just now a matter of days away. It's going to be exciting. Um, I am going to go Chiefs. I've, you've sold me on Brady. I've never liked to bet against him. We know that. Uh, you, they've got the better deal. I don't debate that with you. But I just sense something magical in this Mahomes story. And I think this is going to be another uh, chapter in that. Uh, we'll find out. But uh, again, I'm suspecting you're going books unless you're going to really throw me a curveball here. Well, I mean, my heart says Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that's that that is um, the you know, I, th I love Tom Brady. I love the story of the Buccaneers. I love their the, I love their way their defense attacks. Um, but if I were if I were, you know, putting money on the game, I would probably say that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win. 
Um, you you surprised me there. Like, like I say, I think, look, here's the thing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be I fun. Will, I will certainly say this much. Um, if you've never watched the NFL, despite us uh, encouraging you to do so all campaign, get involved with Super Bowl Sunday. Get yeah. yourself some uh, snacks. Uh, get yourself an early uh, sleep in the early afternoon. It's going to be a late one, but you won't regret it. I'm going to tell you what you won't regret doing. Get involved with, forget at Cheetah, Mr. Tyreek Hill. Learn more about our cheaters and tell us precisely how we can do just that, Phil. Uh, Just remind us where you guys are at, where you will be playing, and how we can learn an awful lot more about this wonderful uh, community that is the Hertfordshire Cheaters. Yeah, so um, I would, the best way to get in contact with the Cheetahs, if you're interested in learning anything about the sport, is um, at Hearts Cheetahs, H-E-R-T-S Cheetahs. Um, And if you send a DM to us on Instagram, it's going to be answered by one of the many people who volunteer. We're looking for anybody that can be to play. Don't think if you're, you know, you're too fat or too slow or too, skinny or too young or or anything we have a role for you you can play um we will teach you all the fundamentals you need to know it's a great sport we are looking you know the news out of uh the government this morning are about you know going back to school on the 8th you know in, in march with them pushing sports so we are looking looking to get back on the field as soon as we can um i know i already have friendly scheduled for the late summer i hope we get to keep them so there's going to be football in the future. So we're going to you know, come on down. We're always recruiting boys and girls for our team, boys and girls for any team. We've got women that play, um, you know, a women's team. We also have a, a woman that plays with the adult men. Um, we, you know, we can we support any, anybody with any shape. And wonderful new facilities there. And it was great to talk to Don last week. I get a sense that there's so much uh, pride and aspirations there. I've always got the impression and really have padded up with you guys, felt it for real, that, again, whilst the focus is on uh, professionalism and being a a force, it's also about that community and being an ambassador for the wonderful game of American football. Phil, you do that. You astonish me, and I appreciate your work. Remind us again how we can learn more and engage. Yep, so on Instagram at, at Hearts Cheetahs, um, we do have a website, www.hartfordshirecheetahs.com. Um, we have a Facebook page. Just, just you know, look up Hartfordshire American Football and you'll find us. Um, we're always looking for any sort of uh, participation. Even adults want to get involved in coaching. We can each, even teach you how to coach. So it's, uh, well, we can get you on there. If you're you know, enthusiastic about the sport, we can, we have, we've got a role for you. And seriously, get involved. The guys are wonderful, and I just appreciate all that you do. Phil, I've appreciated your time, and uh, really excited for the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl weekend, my man. Have a good one. Uh, I look forward to picking things up with you, reviewing, and then I'm really excited to talk hearts cheaters for realsy, as the kids say. When touching on wood, we are back. Thanks again for tonight, Phil. Yeah, thanks, Tony. It's always been a pleasure. Anytime you need to talk football, I'm always willing to talk. Top, top, man. Keep well, keep safe. Thanks again. Yep.